names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. And we're live. Welcome, everybody, to... We're calling this the Lakers Lounge. This is the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. This is a live edition of the show. Uh, I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined here by Alex Padilla, by Harrison Fagan, by Aaron Larsoul. Alex Padilla does Taco Tuesday. Harrison does this show normally with me. And then Aaron Larsoul does The Hook with me. Um, this is, for the time being, uh, going to be the approach that we are taking Either Wednesdays or Thursdays, Harrison informed me just today that uh, Thursdays are his days off, so we might be doing this on Thursdays from now on. Thank you very much for that, Harrison. Um, but yeah, this is this is this is the uh, the roundtable <laughs> project that I've been very excited to get off of the ground, um, and and we're just going to see how this thing goes. We're doing this live. I I haven't done a live forum show since the Team Tank days, like a decade ago. So if I'm rusty, it's Harrison's fault. Um, today on the show, we are going to be talking about the uh, Lakers, obviously, and the situation that they find themselves in. They're sticking by this 20-game plan, and uh, and are, are, are I just kind of hoping that Dennis Schroeder and Thomas Bryant turn things around. And then, because the quotes were so ridiculous that Alex, before the show, was asking us if those were real quotes. I have to get into this Brooklyn Nets situation. It's just wild. So, um, Aaron, I'm going to start with you. Which would you rather do first, the Lakers one or the Nets one? Is this a serious uh, question? Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm giving him an out. I'm giving him an out. No, 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 no. Let's do the Nets one, and only because it is more It is more time-sensitive. And I, the I Lakers agree. don't play for a couple more days. So Yeah, yeah so no, that's the obviously the reason, yeah. Let's do the next one first. <laughs> Look, I'm uh, as you can see by the bridge of my nose, I'm going through yeah. war here. So let's get let's get. Can we actually? That's a better place to start. Yeah, sorry, Aaron, we gotta start the... there. Aaron, Aaron. You... <laughs> what what happened to your nose? It's not, Aaron. I'm by the way, Aaron, guys... this is only yeah. the second time I see you. Like uh-huh. like we've done one podcast together. This is, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know there was anything wrong with your nose. I think I you look great. That. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> yeah. That. Um, Just so people can see a little bit or, better. Or either that, or did I was I so beat up the last time we did this? Uh, <laughs> well, it was like ten thirty after a loss, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shockingly enough, neither that nor uh, this either. That that ten thirty, I'm sure I had had some beverages, but my nose, neither my nose nor how I look right now, uh, despite my nose, is due to. Uh, too many beverages i actually and this is even more embarrassing because i think it would be a better it would be better for my pride if i had just gotten drunk and like fallen into something <laughs> or like gotten um, in a fight or something you know so, like, yeah, yeah 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 i mean it's been it's been it's been some years since i've been in a fist fight um but no it is all much more embarrassing than both of both of those outcomes uh i took a bad step on the trend this is why i don't advocate working out yeah, I, was I took say, a bad This step. is exactly why I don't work out. <laughs> so here's the thing: I almost never go on the treadmill because it's too it's too hard on my joints. Um, so I just use it to warm up sometimes, you know, kind of <laughs> jogging. And I took a bad step on it, busted my ankle, which hurts a lot worse than my nose. But my nose is more embarrassing and more obvious. Um, hmm. And 
sprained my ankle pretty badly. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's <laughs> bruised up and swollen. And then face planted into the the front of the uh, of the treadmill. And somehow that little that little rack part where you can store your phone, water, whatever, the little ledge um, caught what would seem to be the most difficult place on a human body to scrape up the bridge of your nose. And here we are. And this is did this happen this in public? Was, yeah. 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 People saw this. Uh, oh, I you cannot believe how fast I I I, I ran on a potentially broken ankle as fast as you can possibly imagine out of there. <laughs> so I don't know how many people noticed, but I mean, luckily the entire gym is covered of a floor to ceiling with mirrors. So um, yeah, now the, the fortunate part is I go in the morning, um, but like when normal people are at work. So it was not like the 6 a.m. crowd or the 7 a.m. crowd or the 5 p.m. crowd or the 6 p.m. crowd where the place would just be packed. So it was like, see, I'm, we need let's, let's I'm footage. Like, it was we like need an Atlanta Hawks game, like 30% full. Um, so. <laughs> what I heard is that there's security footage. Yeah, that's what oh, I was going to say. Like, is. I oh, need information is. on where, which gym that this is at so I can reach out to them and the, ask. Uh, I'm going to file a FOIA request. Also, 20, also like if there's a TikToker, promotes. like, you know, those, those TikTok video, like fitness people. Yeah. Like yeah. if there was somebody like with you in the background, in oh, we'd one already of those know mirrors. that would have gone viral. Like somebody like running on the treadmill <laughs> or whatever, and you just see Aaron go flying, do a face plant. And, you background. know the, the worst part is, like <laughs> I don't run because my joints are like my back is bad, my knees are bad, and I have had my right ankle surgically repaired, and this was my left ankle that gave out. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, it was just a warm up. I was, I was going slowly. It was like a jog, and I took my left foot, took one bad step on the part that isn't uh you know is not the belt <laughs> the solid part and yeah here we are and this was yeah, well, hold on anthony i have, I have like two follow-up questions yeah. i gotta ask here like i have one as well i think this was last thursday was this all a ploy no. so that you wouldn't have to Friday. talk about the lakers Friday on night. this show that's my first question <laughs> so that this was this was uh or excuse me this was saturday morning after the game friday night this was saturday morning so then i had to go sunday with it fresh I went. So I went to CVS. You... I was soliciting help on on Twitter about how to apply makeup and where I can find <laughs> a light skin concealer. I, I was. I was. I was down horrendous. Yeah, that's rough. Um, so, is this just all an elaborate cover story? To like, did you just suggest to Rob that he should judge the team before twenty games, and he just, he was just like, no. <laughs> 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 uh, this was actually uh. The, the truth of this is uh, Anthony is not doing the show from Texas. He is here in L.A. And uh, we had a disagreement about uh, when it was fair to judge the team. Or Raj and I had a disagreement about whether there was actually a good team in anywhere. And, Raj is uh, the same. He couldn't, he couldn't hurt a fly. No, yeah, that's just his on-air persona. Yeah. He's a real bad boy off the air. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's like 5'4". Aaron, do you have Rob Polinka on Find My iPhone? Like, can you track his flights to Indiana and, and back? Um, no, I spoke to I spoke to him last night from Indiana, but no, I I do not to I finalize the uh, trade. Yeah, yeah. As I as I mentioned on uh, <laughs> as I mentioned on Twitter yesterday, when all of this nonsense was going around, I, what do people think? Do people think like it requires the GMs to Aaron, have a handshake? People want to trade. It, the, nobody's nobody's logical about this. Everybody wants to trade. You can trust. The I other understand, guy. but this is it, this is such a dumb thing. 
two minutes of internet research could, could tell you why he's actually there. It's such a dumb Aaron, thing. Aaron, the four of us are getting together to talk about yes. a, a sports ball team yes. <laughs> that people are passionate sports about. Ball. We're just we're debating <laughs> how well the Lakers can get a 6'6 person to throw the ball, a sphere, into a cylinder from like 30 feet away. Like that. Yes. <laughs> All of this is stupid. Of course, people are, <laughs> are ridiculous about this. Yes. I just, yes. <laughs> it's just funny to me that people think like the GMs have to meet in like in some in some dark alley. It would alleyway be more fun that way. Make a, it would be more fun. No, yeah, they, 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 they have. They all have, they have like black trench coats on. In I think Rob literally elbows. had. I think Rob literally had the two first round picks in a suitcase that he had to physically <laughs> hand to the Pacers GM. It's like, a, like, like I don't, I, I haven't like wanted the, to like let these go. Yeah, yeah. Like I haven't wanted to let yeah, these no, go, Rob but here you the, go. He has a suitcase with the draft picks handcuffed to yeah. his arm at all times. Yeah. So it's like that's how the nuclear football. Yeah. yeah, it's easier than traveling with a couple eighth graders, right? Like that would be way more difficult. Yeah, thank you for your carry on. <laughs> That's that the funniest be, honestly, part. Of- that's how the NBA should punish Sam Presti. He should have to have like a bunch of middle schoolers that he has to be like physically bring all like just to stand in for those draft picks. Yeah. Like take your take your draft picks to work day. How many picks he has? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, unfortunately, I think th- there I think there are like interstate kidnapping laws for some of these things for uh, for Mr. Presti because they're definitely he probably has some two year olds that that he would have to travel around with. I do feel like, given all of the work you've put in on this show, on, on on this feed, in spaces with Lakers Twitter, that like the Lakers should cover your hospital care here. I think I do think the Lakers should, like, you you've or done enough work here. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Dude, some of the Lakers on last year's team were old enough for life alert. Like, like, I broke my I broke my good ankle. I can't get up. I'm pretty Aaron sure I saw fallen. Wayne Ellington doing a life alert commercial. Like that's <laughs> from the court on defense when he was getting blown by. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a rough, uh, it's been a rough week. I, I gotta be honest. I'm Somehow, still trying to understand the physics of your fall, though. Like, because if you if you clip the nose to the drink container, I feel like your forehead should have had some damage or something. I'm trying to yeah. figure out the physics well, of it somehow, all. Somehow, like somehow the yeah the bridge of my nose fell into like the edge of the ledge, and then I fell down. Well, I went down pretty quickly, and I've I've been in some fist fights, <laughs> like my fair share and a lot of other people's share too. You were trying to fight hey, Shaq. You somehow yeah, I, came I, out I worse against to, a I treadmill did. than Shaq. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And the worst part of my like my knees are all scraped up and like beat up too it's bad it's bad it is bad i don't even know how like how is the bridge of your nose the one place i mean my knees are beat up scraped up but like the rest of my face is as good as it normally is which isn't that great like i'm not a great looking dude but the one place that suffered damage is the strangest place i was harrison i was looking like God, can I get away with wearing sunglasses to the game? Like, I'm kind of cool, but I'm not that cool. Mm-hmm. Can I That's get away with a spot to wear them there, sunglasses at night? Can I wear walk, can look, I wear fake you know? glasses with you no wear like, fake glasses? No, pre- no prescription. Or maybe yeah. I need to do like the Rudy Tooty Fresh and Fruity thing with the the fake nose and mustache and glasses. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I was going through it before the game on uh, was it Friday's game? Yeah, or Sunday's game actually. Yeah, it was Sunday's game. I was going through it looking for solutions that did not come come to me. I, I applied um, a, I, I very poorly applied a concealer that only sort of matched my skin color. So yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I did the best I, I. I was down horrendous. I did the best I could. 
That's amazing. Um, well, somehow your week has been better than the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we have that going for them. That's a professional segue right there. You know, I try, but they. Uh, so today on on Twitter, my favorite part of this all was uh, Dragonfly Jones tweeted out that like it's it's not just that the Nets are bad and inept and ugly and all these things off of the court, but they're also kind of boring. Like, it's not like the jailblazers. This isn't like, you know, Gilbert arenas and Javar's Crittenton in the wizards locker room. There's nothing like particularly interesting. interesting they're just like, you just went to there. <laughs> well, that's, I'm using the ones he one? used here. Okay. Those are the examples he used. One, yeah. um, but, but so like I was, I, I was kind of laughing because literally an hour later, maybe not even an hour later, Chris Haynes tweets out his story, um, which involves some wild quotes from Kevin Durant. The most wild one um, of all of it, obviously, was in reference to his uh, teammates. And, and <laughs> the first, wait, the first one he was he was responding to. Uh, just that like weird anonymous report that certain teammates were getting frustrated and coaches, I think were getting frustrated with Ben Simmons. That's was, he was replying to, he was responding to that. Right. Well, the one, like there was basically Haynes got out of the way and credit to Haynes for this because you know, Harrison, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying the, the, the tweet that you're referring to was about like mm -hmm. a few hours earlier this morning, there was some anonymous report. I think it was from Shams and, it was, the, yeah, it was, yeah, they're yeah, like frustrated with Ben Simmons' like engagement. And so I think he was, I think Dragonfly was, he was just like, this is, they're bad and boring. And yeah, then here's Dragonfly's yeah. tweet. So he wrote, he wrote, worst thing about the Nets dysfunction is it's all so boring. Shit ain't even entertaining. Jailblazers were getting high and fighting at the strip club. Pacers beat up a whole arena. Arenas was pooping in shoes. All we got from them is a Hotep documentary and a Steve Nash firing. Um, and, <laughs> I mean, we're only and, 13 games in, to be fair to the Nets, you know? It's, yeah, no, they, well, got, <laughs> they got time. You know? Yeah. I, I would, I would argue that high. Ben Simmons has done some pooping in shoes. It's just his own is, is the only difference here. But um, KD saw that. Chris Haynes saw that. And KD fired off this quote in reference to his team. Quote, look at our starting lineup, Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, <laughs> Nick Claxton, and me. It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there. So if you're watching from that lens, you're expecting us to play well because number seven is out there. <laughs> the next sentence in that was him saying, I'm having a good time. <laughs> it's incredible. Um Harrison, you you spend more time of any of us kind of going through quotes, and and the Lakers have provided some incredible ones over the past few years. But that is about as explicit a player has ever been when saying that his team sucks. Yeah, I mean one of our uh, one of our followers and must have probably been a listener to the show based on the like reply, but brought up one of your favorite moments where LeBron literally made a fart sound to describe uh, the Lakers three point and <laughs> yeah. not adding enough three point shooters. You know, again, not this year. That was like four yeah. years ago that they did. That was the experiment with Magic thing. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they decided that maybe that experiment just didn't have the right non three point shooters, which is how we got you know this year. Uh, yeah. I'm curious to see if LeBron makes any like fart noises post game or to McMenamin in a one on one. You know, he could run that back. But um, yeah, like I, I don't. This is bizarre. Like I, I don't know that I can recall 
a guy saying like on the record, you know, no disrespect, but my teammates suck. So what do you expect? You know, that isn't sort of actively in the process of asking out, which like Kevin Durant, you know, he claimed he has like Did. renewed his commitment or whatever. Like the Nets put out that statement that they're like, you know, they renewed their vows this the summer, or whatever, you know, in, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in Orange County. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's weird. I don't, I, I you know, I was, I, I was like the good Senator here. I, I thought it was like a ball sack sports quote. I, I didn't think it was real at first until I went and saw the article. Yeah. I, I was shocked. I was shocked at a bunch of stuff because in that one, he also kind of threw Steve Nash under the bus again, right? By saying like the reason he wanted to trade is because can you throw a guy under the bus if you already ran him over twice? Like he's, <laughs> yeah, Steve Nash you is get just a resident bus. speed bump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve Nash yeah, is already back in Manhattan Beach collecting his money. <laughs> he's, he's doing a, probably excited about the World Cup. He, he's gonna yeah, be just all right. like the Lakers. You know, it was just like his time with the Lakers. You know, he's no, just he, at a house in Manhattan Steve Beach. Nash his money. actually wouldn't be lying if he said I'm having a good time. I'm really having a good time because he's out of there. Like he's good, but. But yeah, I, I I thought that the stuff that he was saying, like that that was obviously that's going to get the most attention about the the situation and and how he considers that team. Um, I don't know how he faces those guys again. <laughs> like, I don't know like what what he says to them. And you know, I, I don't know, Aaron. I I guess it I probably I he go probably to you. just says like, no offense, but you suck. Like I'm I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. You guys do, do you guys honestly think he hasn't kind of expressed those things to them already? And like, like do, you do you think that they know that I they don't, don't think suck? so? Like that they're you not like so? as good as he would hope. Like KD KD doesn't to me doesn't seem like the kind of guy that like bites his tongue. You know, like he no. kind of just lets it all On out. Twitter. No, 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 no. He doesn't. Though, I think, yeah, I think once he got caught with the like, burner, since then he just lets it go. And it's yeah. here's the other interesting part about it is like those guys do suck. And they know they <laughs> suck. Right? They do they know they suck. Like they know, like they're looking at the other guys and, in the starting lineup and they're like, damn, yeah, it's just me and KD. You know? So like you, you think, <laughs> so, you think, you think mean, Edmund Sumner is like, yeah, man, yeah. you're right, KD. Yeah. Me and KD combined. <laughs> sucks. Like, it's just like so I don't think it looks quite as bad. When all of it, the whole article, you know, and all of it is taken together, I don't think it's quite as bad. That quote is not great, but it raises an interesting question of we always ask for athletes to be honest. And then when they're honest, they're like, "Mm, maybe not that way. Maybe not tell us all the truth. And so there's and there's another interesting thing here, because somebody asked me on Twitter, like, you know, if my uh my coworkers, I think they were referring to Lakers people or how everybody would like it if LeBron did that sort of thing. Like nobody, this doesn't happen. Guys talk shit about their teammates all the time. You mentioned it, Harrison, about LeBron, the fart noise. But LeBron, after the second or third game of this season, said like, we can't shoot. We don't have anybody that can yeah, shoot. Yeah, he's like, we don't have any We don't lasers. have any lasers on the roster, right? <laughs> this happens all the time. Now, LeBron, people think that is not leadership. Okay, LeBron generally... LeBron generally is pretty good about being a leader and he does so in different ways. Sometimes he goes to the carrot. Sometimes he goes to the stick, right? The stuff about the like subtweeting uh, with the, the Kevin love stuff fit out or fit in, you know, all. So I, I'm not saying this is good leadership, but I don't think Kevin Durant did this by accident. Maybe it's maybe I, cause I don't know their guys. I don't know their, their locker room. So I don't know if it's going to be effective, but there is a world in which KD is using the media to get a message across to either his front office or his teammates. Like we need better than this shit. Doesn't and, and the, ma- does, doesn't Aaron, the message matter? 
Like the, well, me- the message know, is like, you guys no, but no, 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 I'm not like, saying, I don't no, want I'm that not saying the message does. I'm not saying the message doesn't matter. I'm saying the right message or the right, the right messaging or the right way to get the message across can be different in different situations. I don't, that and wouldn't feel good to me, but there are ways in which like, again, with Kevin Love, Kevin Love and LeBron are like about as close of friends and they consider each other brothers now. And LeBron talks shit about him all the time. And in Kevin Love's case, that was the right way to get through to him. It didn't feel good to Kevin, but that worked. Yeah, I mean, I believe that Kobe at one point demanded that the Lakers strap Andrew Bynum to a catapult and like, you know, just send him <laughs> flying off into the distance somewhere. He didn't care I where. I think Andrew Bynum you know? designed that catapult for Kobe too. Like that was yeah, kind of his thing. Like strap his ass to a Tesla rocket. I don't care. I do, like I just I do you know. really like I do find funny and I think I say this I've said this before, right? Uh with uh, Tyrion Lannister, right? He has two of my favorite quotes of ever. One of them is, I drink and I know things. Obviously, maybe that applies to me. But the other one is, my father once told me, anything you say before the but doesn't count. So I just love everybody who's like, no disrespect, but, and <laughs> yeah. then goes up yeah. and goes ahead and disrespects people. Yeah, but I think like, his teammates are... can't be mad, right? Like he said, he said no disrespect. He meant, yeah. you know, as long as you have that. <laughs> In that case. But you guys are also assuming that he cares if they're mad. That's where I'm coming from. Like, this is a dude that requested a trade. There's a dude that wanted out. There's a dude that the only reason he's there is because the owner and the GM forced his ass to stay there. Like, so we're talking as if he's trying to be a good teammate where maybe he just still wants out. And maybe he's just like, or maybe if he doesn't want out, he just doesn't care. You know, I think that's the way when I read this stuff, I was like, okay, he just doesn't want to be there. That's all I took from it. I think yeah. he still I mean, wants to be traded. Or or, he, or he's still specific. I think KD did not do this by accident. Him and Chris have a good relationship. It wasn't like on a hot mic that snuck up on him. Mm-hmm. He knew he was on the record. He knew what he was doing. So no, I just like, want to know how many times either, he was yeah, like, are you sure? He either was like, positive? he either doesn't care. He either doesn't. You're, he either completely doesn't care. Or he is saying th- these things on purpose. Is that to try to get better from his team? Maybe. Is that to a message to his to uh, management? Either do something about this or get me out of here. Maybe, but much like I always say about LeBron, I don't think this w- LeBron doesn't do anything by accident. I don't think this was by accident from KD. So you might be right, Alex. He may not just he may just not give a shit. Do you think? He'll I be think it's more likely Alex? he's trying. I think it's more likely he's trying to get a message to someone specific. I think it's easier to get out of the situation than to make the situation better if you're Kevin Durant. That and might be the point. I honestly, I really genuinely think like the dude wanted out already. I don't think he never stopped wanting to be out. I just think he just decided to play. And then all this stuff with that they're going through with the Nash and the Kyrie and all whatever, you know, I just think it's easier to get out. I'm not saying like he's doing this specifically to be traded. I just don't think he cares to not say these things publicly anymore. Like if I have a, if I have a, yeah, if I have like, things, maybe he's like, He's like defending himself basically yeah. is like, why would you expect this team to win? Like, I don't, I don't care if these guys get offended. I'm just yeah. like, I don't want people talking shit on me and my record. Yeah. Like I, I've I already think... thrown, I've already thrown the head coach under, under multiple buses. I don't really care about this GM. Um, I, you know, like why not? My question there though is what about Russ? <laughs> <laughs> my question there though, is the more he alienates. Uh... So it is my, my thinking that they, in in getting him to come back they kind of had a partnership like if this doesn't work we'll work on you know getting you to a decent situation the more he alienates them i think the less control he has or less say so he has over where so if it's just trying to get traded and he might not care everybody off on the on the on the way out like okay 
go to Detroit or, you know, wherever, <laughs> but like go back to, oh, go back to OKC. Enjoy that. I was so, trying to think like, of like which city you were about to throw on the, under the bus. <laughs> and I was going to, I was either going to OKC or San Antonio. Yeah. Do you guys like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of dudes put on a persona publicly. Like I'm this guy to me. KD just seems like he's just the, I don't care guy. Like, I, I maybe I, what I mean by that is like all his tweets, like just clapping back to every single person that t- says anything to him. I don't feel like if that's a persona, I feel like just that that's who he is. And he I think that's who he's become. Yeah. And he yeah, just no, I care. think he was made like he, I think that's a, a, a result of so many years of trying. Like, remember he was, he was, he had access to one of the greatest potential nicknames ever. Right. Well, oh God, what was it going to be? The, 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 <laughs> Yes, Slim Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. the Slim Reaper was going to be so Reaper. effing good. It could have been so great for him. And he was like, no, I want to be the caretaker or something. No, the like servant. The he wanted to the be the servant. servant. He just wants yeah. to serve his organization yeah. and his teammates and do whatever and he, was, he can. Wait, is them. that a real thing? Yeah, yes, no. no that, was, he, uh, Bill Simmons asked him on his podcast about the Slim Reaper nickname. And that was KD's like alternate suggestion. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is just go like pick random players and go to their basketball reference page and see what ridiculous nicknames, yes. <laughs> random stuff you've never heard are there. So now I am at this moment going to go look and see if that's on his basketball reference page. <laughs> it should be, but but like he 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 also positioned himself for a really long time as like the anti-LeBron, right? Because LeBron had the uh, taking my talents to South Beach uh, moment, and he made a you know had a had a big spectacle about it, and KD just kind of quietly resigned in OKC. And as a result of that was, you know, that was kind of given that that was a persona that was given to him. And I think over the years, he just kind of realized it's way more fun to be an asshole um, I, as, as evidenced by like the way that I played Red Dead Redemption 2, where it was, it was way more fun to play through that game and just shoot random people. It's way more fun to what, do that. Like, yeah, I mean, nobody likes like stopping Mass at Red timeline where he just goes renegade. Like he's just <laughs> like, this is so much more fun to just say whatever, like the meanest thing I can think of to Edmund Sumner. <laughs> it is it is uh it is on there it is the fifth of his six nicknames on uh, basketball reference Ooh, should be first yeah no this was this was his chosen nickname i i just uh, uh durantula durantula kd slim reaper easy money sniper which is what he uses for his social media the servant and the, <laughs> the sixth servant. one is even more confusing than the servant the green one. room green room what that's danny green and that's Danny Green's podcast. What's his YouTube? Yeah, stole Danny Green's it, podcast. He just, isn't, you know, doesn't Durant <laughs> have a YouTube page called The Green Room or something like that? I don't know. No, uh, uh-huh. or the boardroom. One of the boardroom. The boardroom. Board yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what Green Room is, but it's on his. Yeah. This is why I enjoy Basketball References nickname. Yeah. Um. The other the other KD quote that that I took from this, and um expanded it to like why Brooklyn is in the situation that they're currently in. If I could just offer two quotes about how their two superstars feel about uh, coaching. This is from KD today. Quote, it wasn't difficult at all to request a trade because it was about ball. I went to them and was like, yo, I don't like how we're preparing. I don't like shoot arounds. I like practices. I need more. I want more. Uh, I want to work on more shit. Hold me accountable. Get on my ass. Uh, get my ass in film. If that's going to help you on everybody else's heads. Uh, I want to do more closeouts. I want to work more shell drills at practice. This was the type of shit I was coming at them with. I wasn't like, yo, y'all make easy, make sure everybody around me can make life easier. Hell no. I want to make everybody's life easier. Ask Steve Nash. You can go call him right now. I wish he had. Do you think Haynes did? I um, do not. <laughs> I would say, yo, great I need... just been, let me put him on speaker. Let's, let's, let's talk it out. <laughs> 
But by um, the way, didn't, yo, this I, demand come, didn't his demand come in August, maybe? Like, yeah. He already didn't like how many practices what? Steve Nash wasn't calling in August. Right, what? Like, yeah. what? You want to do shell drill um, where? When? Yeah. So he goes, yo, I need more close-out drills. We need to practice more. That was going on. And then uh, Kyrie Irving's approach to head coaching. Kyrie Irving on Steve Nash hire. I don't really see the Nets having a head coach. (laughs) 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 So, like, yeah, if you're wondering, at the top of the level, you know, in terms of the most powerful people in that organization, right, you would imagine two of them are Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And they are just absolutely... (laughs) Uh, I, I would say, I would say polar opposite. Well, I would say were. I don't know that I would say are. I would. Well, say yeah, right. Were, but yeah, like, Kyrie certainly is. I would not in that uh, in yeah. those meetings anymore. I don't think that's mm-hmm. probably true. But but I like if we're talking about how they got to this point, right? And and the the way that an organization kind of falls apart. If you are operating like this in the superstar empowerment era, this is how it goes. Like if you have two guys. Like the only person who KD refused to hold to account in this in this article was Kyrie. That was it. He was asked about Kyrie's anti-vax uh, stance, and he said, "No, I'm not going to tell the guy how to operate and all, and all of that stuff." He was asked about coaching. We know how how he feels about coaching. He was asked about the roster makeup. We know how he feels about the roster makeup. But the only person that he refused to kind of throw under the bus was Kyrie. Still. And, and that to me was all I need to know really about the Brooklyn Nets and how that kind of has gone awry. And it made me wonder, like, is this it? Like, is this it for the player empowerment era, the superstar empowerment era? Because I don't think very many players are going to be stepping forward to take the amount of crap that KD has gotten, that Kyrie has gotten, that LeBron has gotten, especially when you juxtapose that with how Steph is viewed um, away from the court. Steph is, is the four-time champion. He has a, a, a pretty stellar resume, um, similar to LeBron's, but he's viewed very differently because of how it seems to be ending for LeBron with the Lakers and how it's going with Steph and the Warriors. So, so Alex, like on a, on a more macro level, do you think, do you think this is kind of it for, for that direction that the NBA is going in? Or do you think this is something that that teams and even players are going to continue to sign up for. I've thought it, I've thought it because of what's happening with the Lakers and the Nets, but not from the player perspective. I thought it from the GM owner perspective because why would you want to put yourself through this? Like that's like it's not necessarily the players for me. I think players would sign up to play with the guys with their buddies, whoever the hell they want. I think they they would all take that any day. But if you're a GM and you've seen what more specifically Brooklyn and LA than any other team, obviously. Like, why would I want to do that to myself? Like, why, like, to give them all the power and then get me thrown under the bus when it doesn't work out and then they get all the glory if it does work out? Like, I just don't, I don't see why you would want to do that anymore. If, I mean, and honestly, you guys tell me how many guys have the power, how, how, how many players in the NBA would still have the power that LeBron has? So that's, I think that's the question. And I don't know what we can say if this affects the player empowerment era, because the first, like Steph is just a unique case. Like Steph is one of a million, throw him out. Um, But LeBron and KD have switched teams, but KD, LeBron and Steph are also three of the best 10 or 12 guys ever to play. And the anybody that could in Giannis Giannis has stayed with Milwaukee, but any of the rest of the guys who could get to that super duper superstar all time great level 
haven't aren't on their contract where they can walk yet. They're still on their first or second contract. Guys like Ja, Luca, etc. So let's check back in in a few years and see if Luca isn't putting a bunch of pressure on Dallas to go change something or bring somebody in or he's walking to go team up with people. So I think it's kind of a unique case because we're never going to have three of the best 10 or 12 guys in their prime ever again combined. But let's see when some of those like top tier level guys get power because in your first seven years, you basically, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, the thing, the reason I don't think that this is going away is uh, honestly pretty simple. Like Anthony, do you want more power at your job? Like, do you want more say over like your day to day and who you're working with and all that stuff? No, honestly, I'm I'm tapped out. I'm on, I'm on my fifth show this week, man. I'm, I'm All right, okay, wrong, wrong person. Aaron, do you do you feel like your input is always valued at your job? And like, would you maybe like more input sometimes? Always. Yeah, Alex. Honestly, I kind of run the show that I work on, so no, I, I'm yeah, I'm not I'm <laughs> the wrong guy. To ask. You guys are bad people to ask. No, no, but like, of course. But and here's the other thing, like Alex, your question is like, why would GMs and owners like why would they settle for this? Because that's the only way to one, get that star. There's one LeBron. There's one Steph. Yeah. There's one KD. There's one Luca. Let's say, you know, that's why. Because I, I like, think it, I, I was go just going to say, but there's sorry, always yeah. going to want yeah. that power. Like there's there's a principle in management called the Peter principle, which basically means that everyone in your career, as long as you keep working, is always going to be promoted to your level of incompetence. Like you're going to be promoted up to the level where you like you were good at, you know, rungs. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But like when you get to rung eight, like you totally have no idea what you're doing. You're out of your depth, but you got there because you were good at the other ones. And like for these superstars, you know, it's like, yeah, like so you can, Rob was you can a great GM agent. your AAU team. And... You can G like, you can, you know, get to your, whatever college team you want to go to recruit the best guys, like win at that level, you feel like you kind of, you know, have all that power, you know, you get to the NBA and it's like, oh man, like these, these GMs, they don't like, they don't know ball. They aren't putting a good team around me. I, I feel like I know who the good players are. I want more input over who I'm going to be playing with because I feel like I know my game best and what's going to allow me to succeed and you know I I think like those guys are always going to want that power like most of them I think for I think it's human nature you know like Aaron said Steph one of one like Tim Duncan not the type to like agitate for that but those guys there's a reason we only ever name two of those guys when we talk about superstars that just kind of let management do their thing and also the kind of commonality there was they had good management for most of their careers like you know LeBron and KD and like these guys were shaped by like ownership that cheaped out or managed them poorly or didn't put good enough teams around them and so that's why like they, you know Anthony you talked about this on the show earlier this week they're kind of forged in the fires of not having enough help and feeling like they need to go somewhere where they have more input on those types of decisions yeah I well I, I think I, I think you're right about you know the 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 level of of power that people want over you know, work is like the biggest percentage of, of anything that we do, right? We work about as much as we sleep <laughs> and we have about like four hours where we're not working or sleeping. Um, and, and, and I Falling think on treadmills, <laughs> that's where you're sleeping on a treadmill. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was probably unconscious for like 15 yeah. minutes. So yeah. I may be but, doing this show with a concussion. So if yeah. I sound like Herschel Walker, that's why we'll put you, we'll put you in concussion protocol after the, yeah. after the show, you got to pass a couple more tests to get back on air on Friday. Well, that's like the two, a thing like we're, we'll, we'll, it's your back right now and then we'll test your head. But so like we, but I, I, I do kind of wonder like I, I see everything as kind of a pendulum, right? Especially when it comes to societal stuff. I just think, 
I think we've gotten so far off into the in, in on the end of the spectrum where players have so much power that I think by way of billionaire owners like being sick of being pushed around by those players. Um, and I also think like some players are just kind of saying like, man, LeBron has caught so much lead GM stuff that I just don't know if I want as much of that noise, you know, um, KD has had to deal with so much crap because of everything Kyrie has put that organization through. I don't know if I really want that noise either. So I do kind of wonder if, if, and then the other part of this too, with the influx of players from Europe, they look at the at, at the sport very differently. Like we had Mirren Fader on, or I had Mirren Fader on after she wrote the, the Giannis book and how so many people around the league were begging for Giannis to apply more pressure to Bud to use him in certain ways, to, to use him in, in certain lineups and do certain things that might have optimized his, his, his uh, chances of winning. And that's just not how Giannis was really wired. And, and I do kind of think that, you know, uh, culture-based reasoning might might be a factor here too, but I do think yeah no I mean if there's one thing the that we've seen from from Luca so far in his career it's that he has like great respect for coaching and authority figures and all of that. <laughs> but I also <laughs> think fair, there's like a... about Giannis he didn't put the organization's feet to the fire and like hold the extension over them either. Yeah. I, I think there's there's a lot to say for having strong ownership and strong GMs too. Like if you and what I mean by strong is someone that won't get pushed over or bullied into making decisions like Rob Palinka perceivably has been per- pushed into doing, you know, like so I think if you have someone like a and now is refusing to be pushed into right. a train. No, yeah, <laughs> but, you gotta have a like, GM he, he, that has the ability to break out of the fax to put the closet that the stars have trapped them in while like <laughs> yeah. faxing in the rust trade, you know. Yeah, but I'm like, saying like if you have a guy like I don't maybe I'm totally wrong, but I just don't see like Mark Cuban getting bullied into doing something he really doesn't want to do by a player. Yeah. But Mark Cuban also doesn't get anybody <laughs> like he doesn't. Right. Get but him. I mean, we brought there's up Luca. Pro- that's why. So that, I mean, yeah, yeah. That- but th- what I mean is there's probably if, if guys are, and this is certainly isn't the case in all cases, but I, if, if players are looking for power, they are probably going to go to situations for whatever reason that they can maximize their power. Right. I mean, I yeah. guess that, that wasn't the case so much in, in, LeBron's first, you know, when he went to Miami because uh, they, they are not getting pushed around there. But like these guys are generally worth it, right? It, the juice is usually worth the squeeze. Um, yeah. Like even though, even though it, it, you know, let's take, you were talking about where LeBron was forged, right? Why, why did they want him back? It was kind of a bad situation and it was, there were, there were bad feelings when he left Cleveland. Why did Cleveland want him back? Well, because the second he walks in the door their franchise is worth two or three times. So even if you don't win at the highest level, which they ended up doing, even if you don't win at the highest level, it is generally worth it to your franchise to have these guys, even with the headaches that go along with it. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. All of this, I'm I'm legitimately curious where this is going next because you know we have CBA negotiations it's, that are it's coming not going up. anywhere. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Nets. I was going to say it's not going anywhere good. <laughs> no, they're going to. I can assure down. you of that. <laughs> there will be some. Um, I think there will be some fallout. But like just for the next like year or two, maybe I don't see someone just being like, "Yeah, come on, let's go, bring in KD." Bring do we want to do? Like, do we want to do predictions for like next and next like net scandal? I'm going like Edmund Sumner <laughs> trade request. You know, I, I mean, like you don't you don't disrespect me like that in the pages of Bleacher Report and like deal with that. Like I, I legit I think had to Google. I had to Google if that was a character from Game of Thrones. Like I'm not I'm not kidding. I thought it for, does sound like, like for that a is a very Lord, Game of Lord, Lord Sumner. Name, Sumner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lord Sumner. 
<laughs> from the tricky aisles. I, I, yeah. I need your banner, man. Uh, <laughs> well, I do, but another, like, I think the next thing that we should hopefully hear is, I mean, look, I've probably been as hard as anyone on Kyrie and I, the punishment is the punishment, but like, is there a next step? I think I would like to know what he has done or hasn't done or what they would still like him to do to be allowed to play again. I think they were saying on, on the hoop collective, I think it was earlier this week that like, if he's not back by Friday, which is like their next home game, they have a couple days off here. Like if he's not back by then, then people are going to start to wonder about like, okay, like what is going on here? Why, has, why has he not been cleared? Is, is there some step of this that he's not sort of performing and he's not willing to do? Or is this just like punitive now? Like, you know, I, I, I think I heard it on the Levitard show that he's still like, ignoring texts and stuff from Joe Sai that like he isn't, he isn't fully participating. So like until he actually does, like, this oh, is what I've been kind why of, is that a why is that a condition? No, he's not. Why is that a condition for him to come back? I don't, this is the part that I don't understand or one of the, well, I, I, I mean, look, it's, I think some of it is, is I think Joe Sai He's been a headache for Josai for multiple years, essentially almost since he got there. And I think Josai wants to kind of remind everybody what the power dynamic here is, um, as flawed an approach as he might be taking to it. This might be, um, and 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 I, you know, look, Mark Stein wrote about this for his Substack. A lot of that stuff, those check boxes there, were some people around the league think put there because the Nets didn't think Kyrie would do this. And if he doesn't do those things and doesn't come back to play, can they cut him for cause and, and save a bunch of money on him? Like th this isn't going anywhere necessarily. And, and like, I don't know, I personally with, with Kyrie, I like there's, I, I saw in, in Aaron, you and I talked about this on the hook, you know, there's this kind of growing sentiment out there, especially amongst players. Um, and in fairness to those players that they are part of a union and they don't want to see a union member treated a certain way. So that's a, that's a factor here as well. But there's like this growing sentiment. It was like, you know, Kyrie has done enough. And I, according to who, like, I, I haven't really seen what Kyrie, the, the only, there, there aren't really any like concrete examples of what Kyrie has actually done to get back into but good graces. Are, there aren't concrete examples of what he needs to do either. At least that we're aware of. That's kind of the, no, they like, did. They outlined thing. like a list of six things that he had to do. Yeah. They, was, he had to but isn't, isn't the implication that he's not to... even doing those? Like, isn't the, I, I, the implication here is like, clearly the implication is that, you know, if he had done all <laughs> those six things, I think that like yeah. to their, you know, like, and, and you know, the, the fairest point that I think has been brought up is, was Jalen Brown the other night, you know, brought up the whole, like, it, it really does seem like Joe Sai is sort of, you know, like, I almost feel like he's weakened this a little bit by being so hard on Kyrie publicly and continuing to talk yeah. about like, Oh, he hasn't done enough. He hasn't done this. He hasn't done that. When like, it's, you know, you can Google Joe Sai and what he's been associated with throughout his career. Like not yeah. necessarily like the greatest dude, you know, like by all kind of accounts and sort of the w ways that he's gotten his money and the things that has funded. Like I, I don't, if I'm Kyrie, like I, I kind of understand, I understand just at least from the perspective of like, why do I have to prove my morals to this guy? <laughs> yeah. No, that's also but, yeah, that's that, also that's really fair. Thing. How does one prove? But the the, the reason why though is because he has that's, more money that's than part Kyrie. Of the problem, <laughs> like, yeah, nebulous. Well, that's the why. Well, that's true too. 
I'm not defending Kyrie here or anything. I, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, I understand where the players are coming from with, like, you know, uh, with I do too. this idea of, like, Joe Sai as the arbiter of, like, moral, you know, uh, uh, it's the moral compass of the NBA. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, right. a different sport, but, too, like, it happens in the NFL all the time. I mean, Robert Kraft was caught up in some crazy ring in Florida, and nothing happened to him. You know, it's just like owners are under different rules. If they even have rules, you know, it's Adam Silver said it directly. Don't. The answer is they don't. Yeah. yeah. Adam, Adam Silver literally said it. Don't have in like the, 50 yeah. employees go to and complain yeah. to ESPN about you separately. Like that's the one. And then, and then we will punish you by forcing yeah. you to earn $4 billion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and, and you talk about player empowerment. I mean, that's what they need to work on. How can we punish owners? Because that, I mean, that's, that's they, they're just all right. On, well, we're headed for a yeah. lockout. It's been nice yeah. talking. I mean, I'm excited <laughs> right. for more kind of free form shows. If like players, this guys. if players strongly feel like if, if, if Jalen Brown means what he says, if LeBron mean what he says on those tweets, then maybe dude, maybe there will be some sort of crazy negotiations next CBA around, because if they feel like, yo, they could just dangle over any sort, like all these random six stipulations that I have to do. And then I do them and it's not good enough. Like, so that where are the rules? Like they might have to, pound out some of these like i don't know like you know what i'm saying like there yeah, has to be yeah. something maybe yeah. that players can do if they genuinely feel like Kyrie's being wronged right now so well so, so I, much of like, it also I'm feels like really unprecedented and random like it just feels like it just you know he just jotted down some shit on an on a napkin and was like all right this yeah. is what it's going to take they, and they let and, him play for a week so you don't get to pretend right. like you're like the arbiters yeah, night, of night. morals when you're like yeah. this is so wrong yeah. that we are yeah. suspending you a week after it happened and everybody got mad you know, Nike waited like, for I Phil just, Knight's like personal uh, political donations to come out publicly yeah, before sure, they were sure. like, we yeah. cannot stand for Kyrie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't. I, the part that I think is unfair to Kyrie is that the the as you're saying, the the requirements feel kind of random and more importantly, nebulous. Like, again, how does and one not prove... not not um, not approved by the, the players union, not negotiated by the players union it's just it's just but kind of i, I don't but I think out it's there. different if the league had done it then that would be different but when the team does it but like it's a little bit of I, like again how does Kyrie yeah. prove all of these things how does he like how does one I think show most of them are pretty are... easy the 500k donations easy to prove meet with jewish community leaders easy to prove take the sure. sensitivity trainings easy to prove like my guess is that it's like the sensitivity trainings and these kinds of things that he has not done that's like, what just convince, my guess. Like, convince because somebody he has that apologized, you're... like you know, and he didn't denounce that. He didn't directly denounce the film, and so maybe that's what they're waiting on too. Yeah. Could be. What right, if like, I just want to? We have. Did I filibuster <laughs> enough? It's forty six minutes in. Did I filibuster? I know we enough? have. We we do have to talk a little bit about the Lakers. This... Oh, why? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no. Are we good? We can go. I mean, no, no, we no, can. we should. We should. <laughs> I, I want to see Aaron squirm. <laughs> Um, all right, so the Lakers are sitting at uh, way fewer wins than than losses currently. They uh, are apparently waiting for Dennis Schroeder and Thomas Bryant to come back. And then based off of that, they are going to be making some kind of a decision. I would imagine in the next few games, right? We are, you know, we're, we're about five-ish games away from the from, from decision time, according to the reported 20-game schedule that the Lakers were, were, were on. Um I, I I don't know. I guess I'll start with Harrison here. We're, we're doing the whole like can't judge this team until so and so is back. Like we're we're doing that again. We saw well, that went know, last year with Kendrick Nunn, 
And this is well, like, no, it wasn't, it's yeah, Thomas it was, Bryant. It was and Trevor Ariza. So Thomas yeah. Bryant and, you know, <laughs> and Dennis Schroeder are the new Kendrick Nunn and Ke Trevor Ariza. And we, I mean, we've all seen how good the Lakers look when Kendrick Nunn's out there. So I think we oh, can so trust good. them on which guys they need to wait to evaluate this team <laughs> until, uh, until they get back. You know, it's like they, you know, when they do this, it's for real difference makers. Like Dennis Schroeder was essentially out of the league and Thomas Bryant looked pretty bad in preseason. And we're, we're waiting for those guys, huh? Yeah, but remember is... how much of a difference Trevor Ariza <laughs> made last year? It fixed the team. I think there's another point here, though, which is obviously it's more information about LeBron's health and AD's health. But we we talked about, well, I guess it was last on Friday on the hook, Anthony, about if we could call the Sacramento game a must win. And I said, no, I don't think you can call any specific game a must win. But, you know, whatever, seven out of the next 10, you have to win. And so I don't think in the next the next five games are three against or one against Detroit and three again include three against uh, San Antonio. I don't think like I don't know that the Lakers need to go five and oh, but they pretty damn sure need to go four and four and one. And if the Lakers go four and one, that's a different conversation than if the Lakers go one and four or two and three or something like that. So that is more information because right. If the Lakers go one and four over this stretch, like it kind of feels officially over, right. That informs what you do, what you're willing to do to try to improve the team. How much can you improve the team? But if the Lakers go four and one and feel more like you're back in position to actually do something, that probably is a different, not probably it is a different conversation. But if too. they go four and one, won't they be like, Hey, we don't got to do anything. We're, we just went four and one. <laughs> no, <laughs> good. No, I don't, no, yeah, no, no, I don't, no, need... I don't think so. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm I not love that. Are you... no. Right. Cause, cause right. If they go one and four, we're looking for is two and three. You know, they can't, they can't yeah. do anything. One and four, we're screwed. We're, let's not yeah. do anything. Four and we one. We need like whoa, three and two or two and three. Um, no, like just good the, enough to conversation... run a couple games, but not so good that you're that you're set five and zero oh championship juggernaut yeah. Cooper. I mean, you feel pretty. <laughs> 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 Only if Austin Reeves. Dennis Schroeder well. was the new Austin Reeves. Yeah, <laughs> I think though. I think I mean, look, if the Lakers go five and zero, oh, great, because there, there's a win at Phoenix there, which is a tough place to play, and Phoenix is is at the top of the West. Um, but I think that you get a better sense of where you are in comparison to the rest of the league with more information obviously and i think that should can and should inform what the lakers feel like they need are willing to do or not willing to do based on where they stand five games from now i, I do think that like four or five here is pretty like i think it's pretty important isn't it isn't it kind of like that that andre meme and i'm, I'm forgetting the eric andre the eric andre yeah. meme where he shoots hannibal burris on the couch and he's like you know Rob Polinka shoots this roster on the couch and is like, I can't believe you guys couldn't fix this roster and compete. Now I'm not going to do my job. Like what? what it, it seems like a really flawed approach from the get-go here. Uh, okay. Okay. You and I have this argument all the time. Why is the only way in which he could successfully do his job to do something? Again, no, to me, I'm going to make that argument. I think, there's, I think, I think there is an <laughs> argument to be made here that no trade is better than a bad trade. And if, and if that is the case, then it is conceivable that he is doing a better job than not by not doing anything. I'm not suggesting love... that's only I th the, I that's think the he, only. If that's the case, I think he's got to come out and start doing Darvin Ham's pregame availabilities, like just to like just until <laughs> you know. <laughs> he's kind of do so. We do have to hear something from Rob at some point, right? Like whatever that is, nope. even if it's on state radio or state TV, 
whatever it is, because the only current thing that I have heard from Rob Polinka lately has been... Um, you know, I think there's a lot of folks in this room, me included, that we have a chip on our shoulder. Uh, a lot of people on the outside talking noise. We don't pay attention to that. But I think to get to the end and to accomplish what we want to accomplish, having that edge, having that chip on your shoulder, playing with that level of competitiveness, fire, is important to our squad. And, and to me, really aligns with Darvin's leadership. That's what he's about. Darvin's like, leave when me out of this. We words around here. Do not, uh, do not we don't like I love that no when they cut Damian Jones's face, he could not look less interested. This is a us. Do you think they replaced the I in Darwin? That's why we <laughs> take out the trophy. I. And if we take ourselves out, <laughs> me included, coach included, everybody in and this And again, room, like there's three words or two words there with room. a bunch of eyes. Yeah, mentality is definitely and up I there. Is. That thing right there. And that's what everybody's chasing. Did you guys see the uh, the Cowboys player? I just looked it up because he was like a no-name dude. But this Cowboys player named Anthony Brown who literally got a potato chip tattooed on his shoulder. <laughs> that is the most like, football that's story something... in the world. That is like something that like Rob Palenka would do to motivate these guys. Like, let me get a chip tattooed on my shoulder. And I just I'm going to be honest. As I, I'm gonna be honest. I just saw Von Miller has the same thing. So, uh, yeah. That's get when I... the Lakers font chip tattooed on yeah. my shoulder like this yeah. year you know just so that like, i have did he go with, like, guy, on my shoulder. the cowboys yeah. guy has like a ruffle you know and then von miller <laughs> yeah, literally has the, right the word chip <laughs> i think the ruffle somebody has right like place. a fractured like <laughs> collarbone ad just tapes like a bag of his ruffles to his shoulders yeah. during training camp you know those do you were think, not good do you i think, tried like, those those were not good because we've we've seen Jimmy Butler remove all of the mirrors from his car, which I still believe what? is a felony. But but like, what? Wait, what? Um, what? do you think Jimmy yeah, Butler no, was like the, 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 what? Well, you've never heard gotta, this. We'll, we'll show you this no. link. But yeah, there's like a long okay. form story uh, on Jimmy Butler where he claimed that he took all the rearview mirrors out of his car because he do- only likes to look forward. Yeah. Okay. Safe. Which I'm pretty uh, sure is a felony. that's a very football quote. Yeah, I mean, you know? yeah. if if I were at least I was I, when I if I remember correctly. The side mirror is whatever, but you have to at least have a uh, central rear view mirror. Yes. And maybe it's different with cameras. I don't know. Maybe you could have a back. I think it's, it's, it's different but... unless you're Jimmy Butler, in which uh, case yes. you do not have to have mirrors because you only look forward. You focus on the positives. Oh, man. Yeah. I kind of wonder probably, if he had like probably a... a fix it ticket, though. So if he gets pulled over and he just has to go and put the mirror in to go to court, you and get need it signed mirrors? off and then take it off again. If you're on, no, I mean, it's like, on a Tesla. Look. When you're an NBA player, you know, it's like it's like my friend, uh, my friend Keith Parrish of Fast Break Breakfast says, like, it, it's not really illegal. It's only like if the punishment is a fine, it's only a crime for poor people. You know, it's or, <laughs> right. Like, right. <laughs> Jimmy Butler can right. afford that t- that ticket to motivate himself. And on that note, that is a that is a perfect place as a bunch of poor people to sign off here. (laughs) Perfect spot to just be like, all right, I got to go make sure my mirrors are working. Go check your mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, well this this was fun. I'm really glad we did this. This is for right now. This is going to remain the the Lakers Lounge because it does have kind of a bar atmosphere to it. I honestly think that you and I's vibe is more I loathe basketball anyway. So I think (laughs) we can just kind of take the mantle there. Do you guys honestly? Presently, like, do not love basketball. When it's yeah. your guys' turn to record for Lakers, like on the week, like are you like, damn it, like I, I really got to go, you know? Like on Tuesday, I, mean, I was me, like, yeah, I text Regla, I was, I was like, dude, I got promoted so that I didn't have to talk to Anthony anymore, and then I still am having to do this show weekly. And this is just the amount job, of pool I have. 
Yeah, just, it's, you know, the, it's the the podcaster empowerment era. I made sure that Harrison had to keep recording. What does your LinkedIn I'm page out here look with like, Irwin? Like, if you guys expect this podcast to do anything, I don't like. It's because of number seven, you know. Yeah, which is also what I call myself. <laughs> how, many times does, uh, how many times? How many times does Silver Screen Roll pop up on your LinkedIn page? Like every two months? Like it's like a different. <laughs> yeah, just, Silver Screen Roll. So yeah, wait a second. Silver Screen Roll again. Who's, uh, who 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 is number seven here in this in this analogy? It's, or maybe we're just yeah. the four. I mean, it's me. I'm the, I'm here, we're just the yeah, four. we're we're waiting for yeah. the number seven to show up. Yeah, I'm definitely right. Edmund Summer here in this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, Harrison looks more like somebody from Game of Thrones. Like that's no, by the way, I don't know. To answer your question, Alex, no, I don't think about it. I think uh, Anthony and I just had the foresight to decide that we were going to start drinking at on Friday mornings. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's Afternoon. not that bad. I just want to <laughs> say thank goodness for Raj that he does spaces after games now because I told Regla like. Tuesdays, we're not doing post games. I'm not staying up till eleven for this, dude. Like, let, yeah. let's 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 pre game I mean, this thing. You guys could have just pre record. It's like, oh man, Lakers sure were disappointed tonight, huh? And <laughs> oh, I thought ways. I have. I actually texted in other him ways that. there were positives. I texted him that like, hey, I was like, hey, dude, let's record two podcasts and just put them both out there. One that they won and one that they lost. He didn't go for. Oh, it. Just I tried. <laughs> I just do it. It was it was. We never used to win. Slow start. It was it was a slow start, but that second quarter really turned it around. Yeah, there, and good. once yeah. again they struggle in the third. Oh, man, that third yeah, quarter you're, though. You're good. Yeah. It's just yeah. rough for him. <laughs> and then miss hit, Russ missed a few shots down the stretch and, yeah. you know, lost a close one. All right. Uh, again, though, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this. Thank you, uh, Alex, Aaron, Harrison, uh, for doing this with me here. This is going to be a revolving kind of situation. So we're some nights it's going to be Jacob, some nights it's going to be Raj, some nights it's going to be Aaron and, and the crew here. It's just going to be whoever can make it that night. Um, and, and I guess I'll, I'll be here pretty often. So, um, <laughs> I just I just realized. I that. hope so. You're the only one that to record these things. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Uh, so, until next week, though, this has been the Lakers Lounge Live Edition, Live Roundtable Edition. We'll talk to you all next week.